Now time for the BCHL Podcast. All the way in front, backhand, scores! Turn on the red light, the Capitals win it. Donaldson shoots, scores! Sean Donaldson shorthanded. Now one of a breakaway, in alone is Libel. Club save is Colby Hedquist. Nice move. Tanelli to the goal, to the backhand, scores! Cue it up. Tyson Dickett again, he scores! There's one for the highlight reel. Magnus all the way around, he scores! How do you do? Zach Michaelis, coast to coast! You go back to the goal! Oh, what a setup! Oh, me, oh my, put that a PCHL tonight! Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We're back with another exciting episode this week with two great guests. But before we get to that, I would like to let you know that the BCHL podcast is now sponsored by Finning. Finning is a brand new partner of the BCHL, and we thank them for coming on board and supporting uh, the BCHL podcast uh, and a few other items as well. All right, let's get to this week's guest list. Our first guest is the leading scorer in the BCHL with 35 points in 16 games. The the leading goal scorer in the BCHL with 17 goals. And the person who was ranked highest by NHL Central Scouting on their recent players to watch list. And that is none other than Penticton V's forward Bradley Nadeau. And after that, we speak with uh, BCHL alumnus, uh, Wenatchee Wild alumnus, and current Northern Michigan University forward, A.J. Vanderbeck. First up is our conversation with Nadeau. As I mentioned, he is leading the BCHL in several offensive categories. This is his second year in the league. He was, of course, a part of the V's team that won the Fred Page Cup last year uh, when he uh, had a standout season as a 16-year-old, but has really taken his game to the next level. Uh, him, along with his brother, Josh, uh, who is his line mate, are one-two in scoring. Uh, so we had a great conversation with him, uh, talked a bit about uh, playing with his brother at the B. BCHL level, um, his uh, great season he's having so far this year. Of course, get into all the NHL draft stuff. Uh, so plenty to cover with Bradley. Um, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. Here is our conversation with Penticton V's forward, Bradley Nadeau. All right, Bradley, uh, you are having an incredible sophomore season in the BCHL. Uh, you currently lead, lead the league with 17 goals uh, and 35 points in just 16 games. What do you think has been working so well for you so far this year? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a big part of that success, I think it's uh, I get to play with uh, Josh Nadeau and Dovar Tindling, uh, two of the best players in the league, and uh, just to play on a team where everyone uh likes coming to the rink and likes doing all the things right i think it's uh it's easier to have success as a team and as an individual i think uh just going out there and trying to help the team win that that's a big part of uh why we're having success right now yeah i want to ask you obviously josh is your brother your older brother you've been playing alongside him all of this year and and you played with him last year as well so what's it been like to get to play with him at this level and and have so much success like he's having a great year too you're both one two in scoring uh what's it like uh playing uh in this league uh with your older brother by your side yeah it's fun playing with him i mean uh you know playing junior in the the best one of the best league in Canada, I think that's uh, fun. But to do it, my my brother is something uh, special. 
I think uh, like we've been playing that together last year for the first time, and this year it's season starting. So I think there's a lot more to as the season will go on that we can uh, you know learn about each other on the ice, and uh, we'll we'll try to make sure uh, we're all we do all the things uh, better and uh, try to improve with our our centerman because he's also a new guy this year. So. We'll learn uh, how to know how to get to know how he plays, and maybe that's going to help us. Yeah, it's it's surprising to know that that you two haven't played on the ice together before uh, junior because you guys work so well together on the ice. Is there something about uh, your game and Josh's game that just clicks? Why? What do you think it works so well uh, out there on the ice? Yeah, I think we have a similar playing style. Uh, you know, we both like to just go out there and uh, try to find some stuff ice and the other guy can can just control the puck and like hit you on the stick i think that's something that uh helps us a lot because uh when you can both do that then you don't have to worry about who you're playing with or what he's going to do it's just something like i think we're just like uh our connection we kind of know where he's going to go or what he's going to do and that's something that helps on the ice I mentioned before that you lead the league in goals. Uh, you really seem to have a, a shoot first mentality this season. And I know, I know you, you still scored 20 last year, so it's not like you weren't shooting at all, but um, has it always been the case that, that you've been kind of a shoot first guy? Is, is that something you wanted to change this year? Uh, what's uh, what's the story behind that? Yeah, that's something I wanted to change this year. I thought last year, um, just being as a 16 year old, my confidence wasn't quite there, and uh, I want I was looking for pass. And um, this year, I thought I came uh, before the season started. I wanted to be more a shooter. I thought my shot is uh, I have a pretty good shot, and I wasn't using it a, uh, a lot on the ice. So I, this year, I wanted to you know, just use it more, and uh, I think so far it's working. Yeah, and, and as good as this year has been for you, last year was pretty special too. Uh, you, you just said that you, you came in as a 16-year-old and you didn't maybe have as much confidence as you do now, but you still managed to put together a very solid season, especially for a 16-year-old and, and excel right away. You averaged almost a, a point per game with 46 and 49 games. I mentioned the 20 goals. What was it like for you coming into the league at such a young age? Yeah, it was hard. I mean, uh, coming in from Medjet the year before that, you know, you play against players mostly your age, and now uh, you skip to playing with players a lot older than you. So I think uh, that was uh, just, I took last year more as a period to adapt to the league and just trying to, we had like a successful season as a team. So I was just rolling along. And I think this year, um, just you, you can tell like, even though it's only a year difference, it, it makes a, a lot difference as a, a young player like that. It just feels uh, like I've been playing for the league forever now, even though it's been only a, a season. So I think uh, last year, like it, it was, it was tough as a 16, but it, it turned out to the great. Yeah, and throughout the year, you could kind of see the the confidence building and and you having more success, and it kind of led uh, to the playoffs when you really took your game to another level. Uh, you tied with your brother Josh for second in playoff scoring uh, with twenty four points in seventeen games. What was it about the postseason that really brought out the best in you? Yeah, I think that just 
you know, we were, we started to win in the playoffs after that first game that we lost. And I think just, you know, when the team confidence, like we, we have confidence as a team, it helps for a player just to go out there and like play the, the best you can to help the team win. And I think that's what, that was a big thing. Why uh, it just clicked more in the playoffs because we were having a lot of success. Yeah, it kind of culminated for you in that in that very last game of the playoffs. You had a hat trick and, and you added an assist in game four of the finals and that turned out to be the championship clinching game. So how special was it for you to turn in that performance in what was the biggest game of the year? Yeah, it was really special. Um, just um, it was uh, that game in uh, Nanaimo and I think uh, just going out there and having a performance like that in the final game of the season that was something that like uh, just getting to like after the game just raise that trophy was also something unbelievable but getting to perform the one last like to finish the season that way was something that like I I wasn't expecting but it felt great yeah and you mentioned the playoff record you had you went 16 and 1 in the playoffs you lost your first game then reeled off 16 straight for the championship what was it like uh being in that locker room and being that locked in and confident that you were going to go out there and and win pretty much each and every night what was that uh, like to have that mindset yeah it was uh it was special i mean the players we had last year or we had a great group of guys everyone was willing to bring something to the table to make sure we we'd get we'd had success and uh just going out there like we we had that streak going and we would just thought about um that championship so um we just what like we were just trying to do all the, th- the good things right and our mindset was uh to just keep working hard and the good things will come and that's kind of what happened yeah, and incredibly, you have 14 players from that team that came back this year, which is almost unheard of in junior hockey, especially for a championship team. So uh, given the, the start that you guys have had, we can get that in, into that in a second. But how do you think uh, all those returning guys, how has that contributed uh, to the success this year? How has it helped you guys early on in the season? Yeah, like I said, uh, the the group of guys we have, we're all close to each other. Everyone likes to come to the rink and work hard. And I think that's a big part of the success we have uh, early this season. Um, like I said, everyone brings something to the table and uh, going to the rink every day and just seeing your teammates working hard. You just want to do the same thing as them. And that that's something that really uh, makes it easier as a team, like uh, just having success because everyone wants to do something for each other. And that's that's what the, like our mindset is right now. So the team is riding a 16 game winning streak to start the year. Uh, but not not all of those wins have been easy wins or, or anything like that. In that stretch, there's been some close games, some overtime games, uh, some comeback wins. Why do you think you've been able to pull out those victories when maybe it looked like the streak was in danger? What is it about the team that's allowed you to kind of face those uh, tests but come out on top? Yeah, like I said, we have uh great group of guys everyone's willing to just work hard and even though um we had those close game we just kept ours like we just wanted to stay focused and just play our game because i think uh, if we play our game every night um we have a good chance of having success so um when those moments come we just try to 
stay in the game and just wait for the moment to come and we'll capital well we'll mostly just just try to do all the little things right because it happens on some nights where um just you're not like you don't get the bounces so you, you just try to focus and you wait for the moment to come so you're coming off a really strong performance at the BCHL showcase a few weeks back. And that's relevant because this year is your draft year. And, and that event always has uh, a ton of NHL scouts. So uh, NHL Central Scouting also just recently came out with their players to watch list. They have you listed as a B prospect, which means a potential second or third round pick. Uh, I'm sure you hear the noise around you. It's uh, probably impossible to block out, especially with the year you're having. So uh, when you hear that type of stuff being said or you see those lists, do you allow yourself to pay attention to it? Do you try to block it out? How do you approach that um, in your draft year? Yeah, it's it's definitely something like you you try to block out, but you always hear something about it, either your teammates or outside of hockey. So um, for the most part, I, I mean, I, I'm, I just try to block it out and not worry about that. I, I just want to play, uh, perform at my best. And I think if I do that, like all the good things will come. So like for them, like, even though like I, I hear stuff about it, I just try to avoid it the like the more possible. So if it were to happen and, and you were to be drafted by an NHL team in June, which is uh, is every young hockey player's dream, what would it mean to you and your family uh, to accomplish that? Yeah, it would be unbelievable. I mean, since I've been a kid, uh, all the sacrifice I've put in in my parents, all the driving they did to, for me to be able to play hockey and just like you said, like it's a, it's a dream for every kid. And then I think if that that has to happen, that's going to be like so unbelievable. But the the work, the road, like it's it doesn't stop there. You, I'll have to keep working and make sure I, I improve my game if I want to play that level. All right. Before we finish off, uh, I want to go in a completely different direction here. I heard uh, heard from a secret source that uh, your your family uh, back home has a pet raccoon. <laughs> uh, I know that's a, a pretty random thing to ask, but uh, is that true that, that your family has a pet raccoon? What's the story behind that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we did have one. I don't, I'm pretty sure we don't have it anymore. I haven't talked to my parents about him for a while, but we just, um, we found him. It was a baby, and we just decided to keep him. So, I think that's uh, it's a weird story, but it was uh, it was nice pet to have. <laughs> All right. Well, last question for you. Um, you and your brother are both committed to the University of Maine to play uh, Division One hockey. Um, what was it about that school that was the best fit for best fit for you? Yeah, I think uh, it, it was, well, one of the thing was that it was near home. It's uh, three hours from home. And uh, that was uh, something we like kept in uh, consideration. And uh, like, uh, it was the only school also um, that we went on a visit. And I thought it was, uh, we didn't have to look much farther. Like it, it, I thought it was the right spot for us. Um, just the fans they get and the team, uh, it, we just decided it was the best option and that's what uh will will be uh that's what will go in the next few years and let the career hope the career will uh go on from there all right bradley well thank you so much for joining me um congrats on all your success the last couple of years uh best of luck this year and we'll be uh, pulling for you in june at the draft thank you
huge thank you to Bradley Nadeau for joining the podcast. All right, let's move on to our second interview. Uh, this time we speak with Northern Michigan University forward and former Wenatchee Wild captain AJ Vanderbeck. The last time Vanderbeck was seen in a BCHL jersey was back in 2018 when he was receiving the Fred Page Cup after uh, the Wenatchee Wild won the first BCHL championship in their franchise history. Since then, he has played four years at Northern Michigan University uh, and has been a standout for them. Um, his point totals have been very impressive uh, each and every year, uh, increasing from year to year. And this year is no different. Uh, he is currently top five in all of uh, NCAA Division One hockey with 17 points and eight goals. Uh, so needless to say, uh, his college career is going quite well. And he was also recently named the captain at Northern Michigan, which, of course, as I mentioned, he was the captain in Wenatchee as well. Uh, so we get into all that, his time in the BCHL, his transition to college hockey, uh, why Northern Michigan has been such a great fit for him uh, and much, much more. So uh, let's get to it. Here is our chat with Northern Michigan University forward and former Wenatchee Wild captain AJ Vanderbeck. All right, AJ. Well, you are enjoying quite a season uh, at Northern Michigan. You're in the top five in all of college hockey with 17 points and eight goals. Uh, it led to you being named the uh, conference forward of the month in the CCHA most recently. Uh, you've strung together a few really solid years in a row, but this year you seem to be at another level. Uh, what do you attribute to that? Well, I think guys around me are playing really well. Um, we have a very deep team. We've got a lot of contributions up and down the lineup. Um, our lines have changed quite a bit um, from game to game, from practice to practice, just trying to find that right fit. And um, we're just we're playing well offensively. We're an offensive team, so uh, plays have been made on the rink and just trying to, uh, to capitalize when I can. Yeah, that's interesting. You're you're having such a, a good offensive season, but you you said that your line mates have kind of been rotating around. How do you find that? Is it is it easy for you to, you to adjust to who you're playing with? Is there usually a bit of a a, trans, a feeling out period, a transition? How do you approach uh, having different line mates that that frequently? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's um, different. You know, it's hard to build chemistry when you're changing line uh, line mates so much. But um, we have a lot of skilled players, a lot of guys that play the game the right way, and. Um, we know that if we stick to the, uh, our game plan and play within our, the structure of our system and let our offense really take over uh, after the hard work's done, then we're most likely going to have a lot of success. So uh, no matter who you're with, you just try and uh, go out there and emulate what the team's game plan is. And uh, just when the plays are there on the rink, you just kind of make them. So coming out of the BCHL, you were committed to Ohio State, but uh, you decided to go in another direction after a year. So it really seems like you found a home at Northern Michigan. Uh, what is it about the school and the hockey program that's been such a good fit for you? Yeah, I'm uh, really grateful that I got this opportunity to come to Northern, and it's been a great um, four years here. And uh, I think the coaching test has been great. Uh, I've gotten an opportunity to play up and down the lineup in different positions with different players, and I've gotten an opportunity to play my role and um, play key minutes basically right from when I started playing and uh, just grow my role more and more throughout the years and just trying to get better every day. And uh, it's a great environment here. We've got great fans. We've got great facilities. We've got new upgrades um, actually this year, and they're unbelievable. And uh, just have a great environment to get better um, put the work in and uh, just have good players around me as well. That never hurts. 
Northern Michigan always seems to have a lot of BCHL alumni on the roster. This year is no different. Uh, including yourself, there's four, or sorry, including yourself, there's 12 former BCHL players on the team. Uh, what does that familiarity do for your team? I know you're not all teammates in the BCHL, but you do kind of come from the same junior league and many of you have played against each other. What does that do for the, um, for the dressing room? You know, you don't have the same exact experiences as some guys. Maybe you did, did play on a team with them or against them, but, uh, you know, you've played in similar situations, you know, uh, you kind of have that connection off the ice. Uh, you have like those conversations that get sparked just based off like the past and the, the league itself. So, um, we have a really good, uh, good dressing room. I'm really close to a lot of the guys that happen to have played in the BCHL as well. So that's a, that's a good connection to have. So speaking of the BCHL, you played in the league for two years with the Wenatchee Wild. Uh, I'm guessing the highlight of your time there has to be that uh, 27-18 season when you won the Fred Page Cup. Um, what can you say about that team that year and the special run you guys went on to win the league championship? Yeah, that was a really special group. Um, definitely one of the most fun years I've ever had playing hockey. Um, something I'll remember for the rest of my life, probably. And uh you know what? Before the season started, we weren't really picked to finish very high. We didn't have a whole lot of uh, returning players, and the ones we did have um, did not play the same amount of minutes that they ended up playing in our championship run, for sure. Um, we had a lot of guys who did not get as much opportunity as the year before, and uh, we had a big group of guys play very well for a long stretch of time. Uh, a lot of guys that, you know, maybe they didn't have that chance before that, that year, and they took advantage, and some of those guys are on the college teams right now doing really well and some guys are playing pro right now from that exact team doing very well so i think that was just a special year a lot of guys came together as a really close group in the locker room and uh just a lot of good players playing well at the right time and that was a was a fun year yeah, and you look at that roster, like you mentioned the guys playing pro, there's a handful of guys who uh, who have NHL ties. I know Jasper Weatherby was the MVP of the league that year and leading scorer. He's with the San Jose Sharks. You got Cooper Zek and uh, Slava Demon also uh, with ties to, to the Chicago Blackhawks. So does it surprise you to see guys like that, guys that you knew uh, quite a few years ago go on to have that kind of success? No, I mean, I think back then I saw they're all great players. Um they all had their own roles and some of those guys uh, continue to grow and better themselves every day. Uh, some of those guys have very good work ethics and uh, have just continued to put in the work and used all their uh, abilities to take them to the next level. And I can be happy for any of those guys and uh, all the other guys as well. They're doing having success right now uh, in their career, wherever it may be. So in your couple years with Wenatchee, you had uh, Bliss Littler as a head coach those two years. He actually won the league's Coach of the Year award both years that you had him. Um, he's now uh, the GM of the team and not the head coach. But uh, for you, when you were there, how was it uh, for you playing for Bliss? Uh, Bliss is a great coach. Um, he did a lot of good things for my game and for me as a person as well. Um, you just knew that Bliss cared uh, more than just about the player themselves on the ice that you cared about the individual off the ice. And I think, uh, the way they run their uh, program is, uh, just should be at the top of the, the pillar for junior hockey programs for sure. And I think every player is treated with respect. Your, the facilities are great. Um, on a day to day basis, um, you know, that you're going to go to the rink and you're going to get, uh, have an opportunity to get better. There's going to be coaching done by all three coaches. Um, 
they just give you a great environment to learn and he did wonders for my game and I still talk to Bliss and the rest of the coaching staff to this day. So when you started with the Wild, it was a bit of a unique situation. They were still a fairly new team in the BCHL and are obviously the only current team located in the U.S. So for you coming into to that team and that organization, what was your experience like playing in that environment and, and even engaging that community in Wenatchee? Yeah, so I um, actually had a little bit of familiarity with Wenatchee, not a ton. My rookie year of juniors, I played in Lone Star in the NAHL. And- North American Hockey League, and uh, that was when Wenatchee was still in the league, and we played them once in the season and once in playoffs, I believe. Or maybe it was just once in the season. And uh, so I went up there and played a game at the Towns Toyota Center as uh, like a, a rival team, and I thought it was a great atmosphere. The town was really cool. So I knew they made the switch over to the BCHL, and uh, I'm just very glad I chose to go there for those two years for sure. And then, uh, sadly, we, we, we got some sad news a couple months ago when Atchie's longtime broadcaster, Arch Ecker, uh, passed away. Um, I know he was uh, around the team a lot. He was uh, the broadcaster when you were there. So um, what, what memories do you have of Arch during your time there with the Wild? Because uh, for, from everyone you talked to, Arch was just a great guy. Yeah, he was just a great guy to be around. Um, he always had a smile on his face. He always brought a smile in the room. Um, his positivity was awesome, and I mean, he did a great job. You could just tell that he loved to do what he was doing, and he was good at it. And uh, it was just a joy to have him around the rink. And I'm, it's very uh, sad, and uh, he'll be missed by so many people. And switching gears here back to uh, Northern Michigan. So um, you uh, were named captain um, in your fourth season with the team. Um, Obviously, you were the captain as well with the Wild uh, during that championship season. So you do have that experience already. But what does it mean to you to uh, get the distinction of wearing the C for your team? Yeah, it's a huge honor. Um, Something I don't take lightly, for sure. Um, to be voted by your teammates, it's something special. It's something that's a great responsibility to have as well. So you got to, you know, inside that room, you kind of hold everyone accountable. Each guy holds each other accountable, and it starts at the top. And uh, the leaders are watching the biggest magnifying glass. So I got to really work to emulate what we want to uh, bring to as a, like to work on as a team, and just uh, come to work every day at the rink, try to get better, have a positive attitude, and just be there to mentor that some of the younger guys. We have a pretty we have a lot of young faces on our team this year, new guys from other schools. So just be super welcoming and uh, just try and do whatever I can do to help our team win games. So it's something that I'm really excited. I got the opportunity to do again. And last question for you then. Um, uh, it's still early in the season, but uh, you're sitting uh, in second place in, in the CCHA stand, standings. You have a 3-1-0 in-conference record. And you have a big series with uh, Bemidji State coming up this weekend, a team that's right there with you in the standings. So uh, what are you expecting uh, from this weekend set against them? Yeah, obviously it's a huge game or a huge uh, series this weekend. Uh, second place on the line in our conference. So we haven't had the greatest start, I don't think, um, in terms of home games, uh, as we have as on the road, we've had some more success on the road, but we're going to need to start winning, putting together two wins at home if we're going to be successful late in the season. So I think we're just really trying to take it one day at a time and just prepare for that Friday night game and go out there, do what we need to do and get a win and give ourselves a chance to get six points. So we're expecting a, a good Bemidji team and they're going to put up a good fight and we're going to 
stick to what we need to do. All right, AJ. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate your time uh, and best of luck to you the rest of the season. Awesome. Thank you. All right, that does it. Another BCHL podcast in the books. Thank you so much to both of my guests today, AJ Vanderbeck, who you just heard from, and Bradley Nadeau, who we spoke with at the top of the episode. Just another reminder, if you want to stay up to date on everything that has to do with the BCHL, you can follow us on our social media platforms. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at BC Hockey League. Uh, something that you've probably seen a lot lately if you have been following uh, our social media accounts is the amount of NCAA Division I commitments we've been getting. Um, it's been uh, quite a crazy run uh, since our showcase event started. Uh, we've had 21 players commit to Div 1 schools. And uh, from everything that uh, we're hearing, there's plenty more to come in, in the coming weeks. So uh, exciting times and congratulations to all of those players who have recently gotten their NCAA Division 1 commitment secured. Before we go, just want to say a thank you to Greg Ballack for uh, editing this and putting this together behind the scenes. And of course, a huge thank you to the newest sponsor of the BCHL podcast, and that is Finning. You can find out more about Finning by visiting their website, and that's finning.com, F-I-N-N-I-N-G.com. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We will talk to you again very soon. 